Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 34. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and this is a spin-off ministry off the God's Internet Church online group, which is streams online every Sunday at 10 a.m. and every Wednesday night at 7 a.m., where we preach and share the Word of God. And we come Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays here for the podcast of God's Look what God, what God's Internet Church Podcast. Today on God's Internet Church Podcast, we're going to look at the subject of God's world. Then we're going to, but before we do that, we're going to do a Christian song that play a Christian song for us. It says, I Surrender. Then we're going to study God's world. In the Bible study, Psalms 24, verse, verse 19, I believe, 16, I believe. Let me make sure here. Uh, no, verse 1, I'm sorry. Then we're going to do our prayer request segment and closing remarks. So we got a lot to get to here today. The song is a little longer than... Normal, so we're gonna go a little bit longer. So, but we're gonna go into the song right now, and it's called I Surrender. Let's go help people customize and save with Liberty Mutual. Everything, everything in us. And I pray that tonight you wouldn't just watch an incredible night unfold before you, but just see it happen and not participate. But I'm believing that every one of us would lean in, press in towards God and embrace all that he has. And the amazing promise of the Bible is that as we lean into God, as we draw near to God, is that he draws near to us. And that he comes to change us and reveal himself to us and speak to us. Amen. Well, come on, like from the front to the back, all around this incredible auditorium, let's lift our hands towards God tonight. And we're going to commit this into his hands. And God, we look to you tonight. Above the singing, God, above the music about the songs let your name be lifted high Jesus let your name be honored God and we commit all that we are to you God everything that we do and we reach towards you Jesus Oh 
Hallelujah. 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 God is good and he's good all the time. And you know what, saints? That should be our prayers every day of our lives. We should be asking, surrendering our life to God every day of our lives. And the reason we should, because he's the one to help us and show us the way. And that's just my Bible thing to let me know it's time for us to go into the Bible study. Oh, hallelujah. And we're going to do that right now. And the Bible study today, I'll J.B. Phillips this, for this day, on, for October 5th, 2021. We're going to be talking about the subject of God's world. God's world. Alright? But what we're going to do first is get ready to read the scripture that God has put on our heart to do. Hallelujah for God's world. Alright? So let's go to the Bible. Let me get it opened up on my device here. We're going to look at the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms. And I'm going to give you time to get there. The book of Psalms, chapter number 24. And we're going to look at verse 1. The book of Psalms, chapter number 24. And we're going to look at verse 1. And I'm going to give you a few minutes to get there. Psalms 21, for, Psalms 24, verse 1. Sorry. Psalms 24, verse 1. And I think everyone should be there by now. And we're going to, and it says, A Psalm of David, the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. So what is this verse telling us? Well, first of all, this verse is telling us that God made this world. He made everything in this world. Even the people who dwell in it. So we all belong to God. Alright? <clears throat> so we are part of God's world. You know, think of it this way, as you created something. And when you create it, everything in it, you and you say it ends up yours. Well, God created this earth, God created this world, and he's saying it is his. Now, the devil's down here trying to tell us different, alright? But what we're going to do here today, we're going to... Read this excerpt that J.B. Phillips wrote today. And then we're going to take what he says as we go. I said, this is God's world. Although he lays no finger on our free will. Although it may take a long time to discover it. That the world can only work satisfactorily in harmony with his will. 
Okay? So what is this telling us? This is telling us here. This first paragraph is telling us here. This is God's world. He is in charge of it, even though he don't impose his will on us. Okay? But we do discover that when we do... When we do do God's will for our life, it is satisfactory and harmony with our life is satisfactory and harmony with His will. In other words, there's two wills out there that I was taught by a former pastor of mine. There's God's will for your life, and there's God's permissive will for your life. And if you're not doing the, the will that God wants you to do, your life is going to have all kinds of problems. Your life is never going to be settled. Your life is never going to be right because you're not doing what God wants you to do. He'll let you do his permissive will, but it's not what he wants you to do. And he's still going to try in the end to get you to do his will. Now, we even know that the devil has to do God's will, too, to a point. We know that he's against God, but he cannot go against God's people. He cannot go against God's people. We know from the book of Job, he has to go and have permission. He has to seek God's will for us to, for him to come after us. And you might be saying, then why does he allow his people to come after us? Well, sometimes he uses as a device to get us right with him. Sometimes he uses that, the devil as a device or a tool to get you to do his will, God's will. Sometimes he's giving the, the things coming against you to wake you up spiritually and some because you're slumbering. And sometimes he uses God's will to go after you, the devil to go after you, to, to just to prove the devil wrong. And we know in the book of Job it was two cases. It started out just to prove the devil wrong, but during the time of it, Job got a little bit of high and mighty saying that his righteousness was even better than God, and God confronted him for it. So he was in the storms even a little more longer. All right? So we will discover, even though God gives us a will, he wants us to decide his way. And we would have a more satisfactory and harmony in life with his will doing his will instead of what we want to do and the thing is if we do what God wants us to do in the end in the end he's going he's going to give you the desire of their heart if it is within reason of the Bible all right let's go to the next paragraph the harvest is a simple reminder of the mysteries that lie behind all that we call life. It is a it is a parable in earthly terms of spiritual realistics. It is profound mistakes to think of the laws of God as applying to our allotment of or garden and then fail to see that they also operate in our lives of men 
and of nations. Okay? So, the harvest is this. It's like an interpretation of how we serve God. And I believe we serve God because we are low Christians, we're baby Christians, and we grow into adult Christians. No matter if you're 80 years old, you just came to Christ, you're an you're a baby Christian. So God brings you through a harvest and a time of growing. In other words, we are a work in progress. Okay? And that's why I believe if we are saved and we are serving Him, we are brung to go into the harvest, to be reaped and go when the rapture takes place. But I believe this is telling us that we're going to be in different parts of other Christians. And that's why Christians shouldn't judge other Christians. And I believe that's why Jesus tells us that take the beam out of your own eye before you take the beam out of your brother's. In other words, you got to deal with your relationship with me just like they do on the level they got to. They might be on a different level, but we can't hinder them. Just because we're older, maybe mature to Christian, don't mean that they're going to be where you are. They may not understand your concept. So you got to sometimes agree to disagree or when the devil, when God te tells you to shut up, before you're going to make a thought, you don't need the last word. Shut up. Don't say it. Because you could hinder your brother or sister in the development of the Lord of the in their harvest. Okay. Third paragraph. It says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. There is no happiness for the individual and no chance of security except by the full recognitions by both heart and mind of that essential fact. In other words, as Christians, we got to come. We got to come into the known and knowledge of God that what Psalms 24 1 says. And it says that God created this earth, this earth is his, this galaxy besides the earth is his, because he created everything, he created the people on the earth, he created the vegetation, he created the water, he created the wood that builds your house, he created the metal that builds your cars, he created the gold and the silver that became your money. He became the paper it's printed on. He made the trees and stuff that's made out of. God owns everything. Once we realize that and come to that fact, an essential fact, and recognition of that, we're going to have an easier life. I mean, God could be a dictator with tithes and says, I want everything. But he only wants 10% back. 10%. Uh-oh. 
But you got to remember this too. When you're praying for a car, God's got a car out there for you. That's his. It might be in someone else's name for legal paperwork here on this earth. But it's yours. And sometimes he'll give it to you free. Sometimes he'll have you pay for it. And sometimes he'll have you not pay for it. There's two stories I want to share here that I heard. Um, my for first pastor in my life as a, as a Christian Christian. He was talking when he was preaching about one time about he needed a car. A good car. And it was a Camaro. And his fa his brother-in-law, I think, or it could have been a cousin, I'm not sure exactly, decided when the need was there to give him the car for a dollar. Then he got the car registered and put in his name and got insurance on it and he drove it. That was his first car. God provided that car. And then... There's a guy that went on to the Lord. He's my cousin. Um, we call him Huggy Bear, but his name was Sam Weaver. And a good, blessed soul he was. He, with the, with the speaking of faith, his wife wanted him to go out and get a car. When are you going to go out and get a car? He says, I don't have to go out and get a car. God's going to deliver that car right to our house. And it will be free. And about a couple weeks later, after he said that, and he kept saying that, and I, and guess what? His brother got a car, drove it a truck all the way down from where he lived to where in Port Huron, Michigan, and gave him the title, gave him the keys, and he got. And then you know, Sam had to go get it registered with Secretary of State and all that. And get insurance on it. But that car was free to him. And he drove that car. To the day he died. Now the car sometimes. Didn't look. Very good. But it always ran. And it kept him going. And God gave it to him. With that sign of faith. So if we know. That things belong to the Lord. And we start living things for the Lord. Just like the Bible says, a faith of a mustard seed can make a mountain move and jump into the water. If you have enough faith, you can speak a car into existence into your life. But you got to realize that it all belongs to God, not us. All right? Now, the devil's illusion from the Garden of Eden onward is that the earth is man's. The earth is man's, and it's not. That's what he wants you to believe, because when you go to pray, he wants to think that you got to do something to make it happen. God belongs every car in this world, every house in this world, every apartment building in this world, every job in this world, every business in this world belongs to God. Every tree, every blade of grass, every hair on the top of your head, you, 
every TV, every VCRs, every motorcycles, every dirt bikes, every car, everything that's on this earth belongs to God. And we got to get away from that simple thinking that it belongs to man. It doesn't. Well, man made medicine. Okay, God made you, God made that brain that created these medicines in your mind. So God created medicines by giving you the knowledge to find it and the things to find. Okay, so we're right back for Psalms 24.1. God owns everything. And once we put that into perspective and put that into our mind, we're going to find out our lives will be easier and God will be able to provide for us easier. Because when we ask, then doubt, ask, then doubt, or ask and try to do, and ask and try to do, we are sinning. We got to give it to God, just like we would ask our parents when we were a kid for our allowance. God, part of your allowance might be a car. Part of your allowance might be a house. Part of your allowance might be a VCR or a new TV or a new house or a new apartment or keeping the ones you have, even though people are fighting you on it. God can give it to you. You just got to trust him and have the faith that moves the mountains. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. And he's good all the time. Hallelujah. Well, we came to the end of the Bible study. And what did we learn here tonight, today? We learned here that God owns everything in this world. And we will have an easier life. An essential fact. Running this, our lives, when knowing God knows, owns everything and not man. Because we know that we need that thousand dollars. Maybe we need a thousand dollars for a car. God can give you that thousand dollars. You gotta let you know, God. This is your world. This is your dealerships. These are your mortgages. These are your probate courts. We learned that God is in control of everything and owns everything. We got to let him do it. Now we're coming to our part of a prayer request segment and closing remarks. And I'm just going to run through the list real quickly, then we'll pray. As you know, my dad, he has an aneurysm on his heart. Um, we need to pray for him for that. Um, then my mom, she's in the hospital. She had surgery yesterday. I talked to her just before we went on the air. Um, she's doing okay. Um, they got to do a field test. It's that her blood pressure's a little high, but you know your body was violated, so they're probably they're going to talk to doctor her doctor about it and see what they could do about it. But the goal is to see if she can swallow and come kind of couple tests, 
and then get her out of there and go home. Her goal, the goal is to get her out there today, and so far they're they're going through it. So we'll see what happens. Um, Margaret, my cousin Margaret, we got to pray for her leg and her, the passing of her mother about four months ago. She's still grieving hard, just like we are here, because my mother-in-law and my wife mother passed away about actually a few days before her so we're still grieving to a point too and then, we, then when things are not going good with her brother but I'll get into that in a few minutes we got to pray for this guy Lloyd he's got cancer he lives on the street we live in and then my friend Sean he's like a brother to me and he is a brother to me from another mother he has an unspoken and then he wants prayer for his mom's hip recovery and I got to find out some things about that from him. Um, then my brother-in-law, Paul, we need to, and us, we need to come together and figure this out where things would be fair and he's not being a bully. Because that's what he's being. Then my friend Paul um, from Georgia, it's not the same Paul, um, his back has been bothering him, and then we need to pray for his kid. Um, so she don't get coronavirus, because she wouldn't start to school. Then um, they unspoken to a new ministry that's been birthed in me, and uh, when to start, and what to do, and if we should do it, and should we take the move, and what should we do. And God hasn't spoken yet, and given me... A, a thing to spoke yet. Um, then, then my aunt Evelyn's family, which is my dad, my mom, me, and everybody that knew her, she passed away a few days ago. And we need to pray for her. And we need to pray for, still pray for the Roberts family as they're getting ready to do a wedding. And there's going to be times the grandfather passed away. So we'll pray for these needs, and then we'll go into our closing remarks. Dear Heavenly Father, we just ask you right now to take a coal of Zevin's altar and anoint these lips of clay. Let everything that is said and done be what you want and not what we want, Lord. I just ask you, Lord, to reach down into my dad's life, heart, body right now. And, Lord, and fix what's wrong with this heart, Lord. With this, why is this... Fix whatever's calling this aneurysm, Lord. We just ask you to either let it disappear or stay and not grow. And Lord, we just ask you to be with my mom, Lord, as she's recovering in the hospital from this um, hernia surgery and other things that are going on. We just ask you to work things out there, Lord. And let her come home today like she wants. But if she doesn't, Lord, give her the strength and the will to do what you want her to do. And Lord, I ask you be with my cousin Margaret and her hip, I mean, and her legs, Lord. I just ask you to help her as she's cleaning out the house just like me and my wife are here. And getting things ready for her to move into where she's got to go and so the place can be sold. And same kind of situation that's going on here. And Lord, but maybe maybe they'll find a way that she'll be able to keep that place, Lord. And maybe you can find a way for maybe where me and Ruth can keep this place, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to be with Lloyd and his cancer, Lord. I ask you to continue to touch and heal him. I ask you to be with my friend Sean, who is like a brother to me from another mother. And, and be with his unspoken request. 
and I ask you to be with his mother as she recovers from hip, sur hip surgery. And Lord, I ask you to be with my friend, my brother-in-law, Paul, and us as we're going through this estate, just like it's going to happen with my Aunt, Eva, my Aunt Janice's kids, um, Margaret's mother. I just ask you, let not my brother-in-law be so boldly. Let him come to a point where maybe he can find a way to give us the house. Because that's what her mom really wanted in the end. And, and the deathbed. And I know the will says one thing, but things can be changed, Lord, in the courts. We just ask you to let him deal with us good and not bad. And help us accept what's going on with your answers, Lord. And Lord, but if the answer is no, open up places for us to move into, Lord, on a timely manner, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to be with my friend Paul from Georgia. I ask you to be with his back. I ask you, can you be with his kid as she goes to school so she don't get coronavirus? I ask you, Lord, to be with this unspoken, that ministry that you put on my heart, Lord. And I just ask you, guide me as you're birthing things in me I ask you to be with us as we're dealing with her brother and don't let us be mean and harsh either but let us maybe come to terms where we can keep the house and he keeps the other land or vice versa or if we do have to move open up a door for us where we can move in but Lord whatever the case is this house belongs to you, not the probate court, not us, not our brother. The money that we get from the cell, if it ends up being so, don't belong to us. It belongs to you, but you're letting us have it to be good stewards of the used to live. Just work things out. And I ask you be with my cousin Sharon and her family, Lord, as the loss of her ex-father-in-law and the kids' grandfather, Lord. I just ask you to work things out there and be with them as they're getting this wedding together that I'm presiding over in two weeks from Friday. And I ask you to be with my Aunt Evelyn and her kids. My Aunt Evelyn's passed away. I ask you to be with her, her sisters and their brothers and her family, her immediate family and the whole family. And as as we all deal with her going to the Lord but we should be happy because she's in a better place she don't have to worry about the pandemic she don't have to worry about where she's going to get her next meal she don't have to worry about where she's going to live because where she was living the place was taken away from her because they didn't like what section 8 was having her pay they wanted more so they raised her rent no matter what and she had to move out in the last few weeks of her life there was other situations and but anyways they all worked out now she's got a home her mansion in glory it's ready for her. hallelujah and we ask you all this in jesus name amen and amen well i'd like to thank you for joining me for god's internet church podcast today episode 34 i'd like to thank you for being loyal listeners and i'd like to tell you Share this podcast with other people. And today, year for the last few months to date, there's 99 uh, listens. And I appreciate that. And I really do. 
but I'm not using it as stats for me to line my, oh, I got 99 viewers. No, that's 99 listens that I helped, that God helped me help in this world. And that's what a pastor is supposed to do. That's what a minister is supposed to do. That's what a Sunday school teacher is supposed to do. That's what a layman that sits in the pew are supposed to do. Our goal is to go out and preach this word. And this tells me I got 99 people or 99 listens that planted the seed. Maybe to come to Christ or helped with a problem. So I encourage you, if you enjoyed this podcast, to keep listening to this podcast. But before we close, I know normally we do the podcast tomorrow. I will not... Something came up where the podcast can't be done tomorrow. But it will be done Thursday. Okay? And this might be recorded earlier and put on earlier. But it will be recorded Thursday um, instead of Wednesday. So tomorrow's podcast won't be there until Thursday sometime. Because we're going to be recording it Thursday because I have a I have an appointment that I can't get out of. And I had to take it on during this time. If I had an assistant pastor or someone that could fill in for me, I would do it. But I don't. But on that note... I'd like to thank you for watching. Love one another. Help one another. Share this podcast with one another. And win people to Christ. Witness to people with it. Help people with it. And share it. Because the more we reach the world, the more people will be coming to God. Hallelujah. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you and see you Thursday. Around the same time you listen and say, God bless you and take care of one another, love one another, help one another and stay safe during this pandemic. In Jesus name, I bless you and God bless you. I'm Pastor Ron Weaver saying, see you Thursday. Listen to be listen to see you Thursday. God bless you.